Uh, welcome back, friends and neighbors. And no matter where you're at, you're our friend and neighbor. Appreciate you tuning in today. Rick Wagner here, getting it right here on KNZZ, KGLN. And I'm going to get this right today because it's been pointed out to me that I keep getting it wrong. So I had to write it down. That's how bad it is. KNZZ, as you know, is on 1192.7 in the FM. And you can also get us on KGLN, which is 980 and 101.3 up there in Glenwood, Aspen, and all that other area up there. And then we're uh, able to be heard all over the place, western Colorado and a little bit of eastern Utah. So thank you. I think I got the numbers right this time. Uh, it seemed like there was another one in there that I was mistaken on. So, well, there you go. I mean, I live in a world of correction. The other thing I'd like to point out, and once again, someone pointed out I need to bring this up, is we are also heard on Sundays. The show right now is rebroadcast on Sunday at 5. So if for some reason you don't catch it at noon on Saturday, you can catch it at 5 o'clock on Sunday, and you may be doing that right now. Uh, a little ways down the road, we're probably going to start doing some new content, but right now we broadcast it for a different audience, so people that didn't hear the first one can hear it if they would like. But I may start adding some stuff to it, because there's so much to talk about. Some of it good. Yeah, that's right. Some of it good. Say, by the way, out there, uh, do you folks realize that you're kind of getting a sense, free of charge, I might add. You don't have to go to a theme park or anything. You're getting a sense of what it was like to live in a medieval walled city when it was under siege. That's right. You don't even have to go stay in some crazy Las Vegas hotel. You can just kind of get that feeling out there. If every day you sort of get up and uh, the walls of your city are surrounded uh, by... Uh, religious zealot army, uh, nut jobs for the most part. And, uh, periodically they, uh, throw, uh, you know, dead animals, uh, the dead cow, occasionally the horse, whatnot, on the catapult and throw it into your city and, uh, try and starve you out. You're kind of sitting up there looking across the horizon. Uh, meantime, uh, someone's downstairs boiling some shoes for a good tasty dinner. And, uh, you're thinking, is help, is help on the way? Is, <laughs> Is someone going to come along and uh, clear this mess out uh, as I enjoy my shoelaces for dinner downstairs? Yes. There's going to be some help. How much help depends on all of us. Now, I went in on Friday and I voted. I rather, I live in Colorado where we have all mail-in voting because we have a, a dangerous, unhinged, and very partisan lunatic who's our Secretary of State and I voted for her replacement today, or rather yesterday. Uh, Pam Anderson is her name, who we voted for. The other one is Jenna Griswold, who has, by the way, if you'd like to see someone that seems to be exhibiting a serious personality disorder, you might watch some of her uh, television commercials. There's an insight there for those of you that are taking abnormal psych as a college student. But, you know, it's up to us. And I think we're going to turn out and do it this time. But yes, as we scan the horizon from our walled city under siege by nut jobs, uh, you know, hurling uh, dead animals over the walls at us, uh, yeah, there's help on the horizon. Now, they do sally forth from this army outside our walls periodically. I always like that uh, phrase, sally forth, right? And uh, come up and shout at us and say things like, help isn't coming, and no one's out there, you're losing, give up, open the gates, let us in. You know, that, that happens all the time. I don't believe it. And the more they shout at you that those things are going on, probably less likely that that's actually going on. We're seeing some super hysterical uh, things from the left out there, from the media and so forth. What is unfortunate for them is that they would like to appear to be at least close 
to their predictions of how this election is going to go in November. Uh, November 8th, I think, is the date off the top of my head. And they're worried that all of this false narrative that they were pushing a month or so ago, six weeks ago, they were starting it, you know, the Democrats are coming back. They're just like the comeback kid. They're like Clinton. I mean, not Clinton because, I mean, Clinton, but not, you know, not Bill because Bill's, a, we've discovered, is a bad dude. But uh, Hillary kind of, except like, Hillary's kind of a, not someone we want either. But anyway, they're coming, we're coming back. You know, that was sort of the uh, the refrain. That was, of course, all voter suppression for the most part to try and get you to kind of give up and, you know, think that there's no point. You know, I'm all alone out here. All the things that Rush Limbaugh tried to eliminate from us years ago. Remember, one of the things that Rush did that really changed things was let people know that they weren't alone, that their thinking wasn't singular, because the idea that kept getting pumped out there was if you were conservative and the late 1980s and early 90s, I mean, come on, man, you know, to use Joe's phrase. You're just all alone out there. You're not, you know, you're not with it. There's just you and a few other nuts you might know. And this, Well, Russia's national radio program came across and changed all that because you could hear someone first that was brilliantly uh, discussing the topics of the day, telling you what was really going on, and letting you realize that by listening to other people and listening to him that there were a lot of people out there that thought like you. And they couldn't marginalize you anymore. And frankly, that was one of the things that made a huge change in American politics was that reversal of isolation. They're trying to do it now, again, of course. But they're doing it much more obviously is they're just trying to keep you from talking. They don't want you to be on any of the social platforms or anything that is broadcast to people you know, like Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or even TikTok. And it's ran by the Chinese, so you don't know why they're worried about you. Uh, you would think they would want to promulgate, uh, you know, different points of view just to get people arguing. But not everybody can dance in 10-second clips and uh, be watched hypnotically by uh, Gen Zers all the time. I mean, there has to be something else on there. At least I hope there's something else on there. But anyway, so... That isolation is trying to be reimposed, but it's too late. You know better. Because of that, they can only run the false narrative on those polls and how everybody's, you know, changing their mind. And this this topic is the most important, not the one that everybody you talk to thinks is important, but the one we find is important. Um, they They can't completely destroy their credibility. So when they get close to the election, they start changing it a little bit. Yeah, you know, Republicans, they're bad people, and there's apparently more of them than we thought, and they might win here or there. You know, that's that's the grudging thing that happens. But we're much better off than you would have us believe. Also, what they would like to do is to continue to suppress you so maybe you don't vote, but they're, now they just really would love it if nobody gave anybody any money. There's a lot of huge amounts of money being spent. I mean, every year that there's an election or every two years, it just boggles my mind how much money is being spent. And, and this year, it's, it's, it's just crazy. You know, uh, I mean, like, there's like $43 million that got poured into the Pennsylvania Senate race for Fetterman. And he's a giant, far left wing, dangerous, inarticulate doofus. <laughs> but they raised $43 million for him. Dr. Oz, you can give Dr. Oz a hand. You want to contribute a little money and you have some extra, he's put $21 million of his own money into the race. Now, usually I'm not a big fan of that. We have it here in Colorado with uh, our um, 
you know, round-headed kid governor who's very much like Charlie Brown without the charm. And he's just funded his own campaign. He's, you know, got plenty of money. He just writes a check whenever he feels like. He doesn't care if anybody else gives him money. Pritzker, of course, in uh, Illinois is exactly the same way. He's the heir of uh, Hyatt Hotels. I, I emphasize the heir because I don't want you to think that he ever had anything to do with him actually being successful. He just has the money. And he's right, you know, he finances his own campaign. But with Oz, I mean, when there's just so much pressure for the Dems to flip that seat in Pennsylvania, remember that seat was was held by uh, Tooley. So it was a Republican seat. And so they, they're desperate to flip it because they know that there's two or three other seats floating around out there that are in the easily in the mix to be flipped from Democrat to Republican. And if they don't hold Pennsylvania, I mean, if they don't flip Pennsylvania to Democrat, then they're going to they're going to lose the Senate, even if it's just by one vote. So they think Pennsylvania, in their mind, that's their firewall. That's where they have to fight, and that's where they've laid down huge amounts of money. They're doing a similar thing to some extent with Mark Kelly in Arizona, but that's pretty new. It's mainly because Blake Masters has come on strong, and and in the polling is about one point off, which I think puts you about two or three points ahead. We'll just see how that goes. There are some cynics out there that say you need to win by three or four or five points, maybe even, to uh, get past the cheat, and uh, which is going to let you win then maybe by two. Uh, I don't know if I'm that cynical. Well, I might be. But anyway, things are better than you think. We'll be back. 